The following content is intended for a mature audience. If you don't know what that means, this is for grown folks. And since we're doing that, the opinions expressed are of those present for this conversation Only and those. should not be taken as the opinion of everyone black, <laughs> gay, in their 30s, or okay. any other cluster you try to put us in. Right. This is our platform. We said what we said. Exactly. Let the show begin. My name is CJ. And I'm Rob. And we are the His and His Show. We want to welcome you back to another episode. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and to like this video if you like it and to share it with your friends and also to hit that notification bell so that you are reminded whenever we upload a new video. That's right. So how was your day? My day was good. How was yours? It was great because I spent it with you. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, in that case, then my day was excellent. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so getting right into it. Um, so I think for most of people that if you're like watching us now, you probably know know already that we've been together for damn near forever, right? Yes. We've been together for almost 10 years. So I think as, granted, as individuals, people have misperceptions about you, right? It's just, person is this way, this person is that way, just based on how you look or how you move, basically. Yeah. Um, but also as a couple, um, people tend to have a lot of misperceptions about our relationship and who we are as a couple. Very true. So I just wanted to hear from you a little bit, and then I'll chime in. Um, so what do you think are some of like maybe the top two type, top three misperceptions that you've heard about us as a couple? Or if you don't have two or three, one. I think that because of the amount of time we've been together, mm -hmm. people tend to think that we have the perfect relationship and that we must have some type of secret and we've got it all figured out. Yeah. And that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have it all figured out and it's not always been perfect. It's not always been an easy road. Yeah. I mean, I guess that would be similar for me. I think um, a lot of a, a lot of my single friends that I've spoken to over the years, um, they just assume like we have it all figured out they look at us as an example which in some ways is a good thing but in other ways it's a bit of a heavy thing because you feel like you have to um try to represent black love in a way that you might not be feeling in that moment right, 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 right. um so that that's definitely one of the misperceptions um that i think a lot of people I don't know now, or certainly in the past, I have had about our relationship. Right. Um, and I mean, to your point, it hasn't always been the case. And I think we went through a very 
very rocky time, which led us um, to essentially go into couples therapy. And I think when we went into couples therapy, um, certainly for me, it was just to even try to figure out if he, if I still wanted to be with him, right? right, right. Like, it was just like, all right, this, like, it, shit is so weird. It's gotten, like, so rocky. <laughs> like, so before we kind of throw how, I, I can't remember how many years it was at that point. It was probably, like, three or four. Um, or maybe, no, it was three to four. It wasn't five. No, yeah. Um, you know, like, before you kind of throw those years in the trash, like, let's kind of figure out um, if there's a possibility for us right. to kind of make it through. So, um, so I, I, I think I know, in hindsight, I know for me what brought us to couples therapy, but from your perspective, what do you think brought us to couples therapy? I think it was our inability to communicate effectively with one another and to really just get down to what our issues were at the time. Yeah. And I think it was the, the, the feeling of something's not right and we both wanted to fix it. And me going to therapy on my own, it was something I looked into and I questioned, was, okay, is there someone here that offers couple therapy? that my partner and I can see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think... So we're six years apart. You're six years older than me. So when we started dating, how old was that? 23 and 29. Yeah, so um, it might not seem like a big age difference, but I think where you are in your life, at 23 versus where you are in your life at 29. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for some of us, it could be very different. Right. Um, so let's say we started dating at 23. We essentially stayed in a relationship since then. Um, and let's say we got into couples therapy by the time, like three, four years down the road. So I was 26-ish, 26, 27. And at that point, I had been and committed in, at that point, long-term in my only relationship at right. that point. So for me, it was a lot of that. It was a lot of um, wanting to be what I thought a 20-year-old was supposed to be, a 20-something-year-old was right. supposed to be. Um, going out with my friends, partying, drink, like, all of that was fine, but also dating. I never really dated, you know, so... Um, for me, it was a bit of that. And I think there was, so I think when you overlay that over the kind of more basic issues of not being able to properly communicate what we wanted, not, which led to not really being sure if we wanted the same things because we weren't really talking in right. an effective way. Um, and since we weren't talking in an effective way, I think it was such a, it was a lack of trust to a certain extent, right? Because um, it's kind of like if you've been in a relationship and your partner 
this clearly has an attitude. Like you can tell something's wrong, right? But they don't tell you. What's yeah. Wrong. So quite often you might internalize that, right? So in depending on your personality type, you might try to figure out what's going on by prying, or depending on your personality type, you be like, "Well, fuck that. I don't give a fuck." Like if you're not trying to tell me what's going on, I'm not gonna pry. So I'm gonna do my own thing. I'm gonna ignore you, right? Yeah, right. Uh, and since our personalities are on, um, I don't want to say opposite ends of the spectrum, but we have very different personality types. Yeah. So we respond to things almost a polar opposite way. So when um, something would, when I would feel upset about something that you did, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to communicate it, I it would be noticeable, and your response would be trying to figure out what's going on. You want to talk about it. You want to get, like, you want to put it all out there. And at that time, I wasn't capable of doing that. Yeah. And that only made me shut down more. Yeah. Um, but when something was wrong with you, my personality type is more like, I'm going to ask you once. You don't want to tell me? Fine. I don't give a shit. Deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my personality type. So I think all of these things kind of created almost like a Right? Yeah. Um, which led us into couples therapy. Um, yeah. I mean, before I kind of ask the next question, what do you... Ask the question. Wait. You got to take a pee? Yeah. All right. Um, so I like... So for you, what did you learn most from the process? Um, yeah, so, like, what did you learn most from couples therapy? And since you went to the bathroom, I'll answer first. (laughs) So I think clearly learning, first, I mean, learning how to communicate to someone that you care about, especially around things that may hurt them or, or around things that you know that they might not like. Um, So, you know, it's not easy to tell somebody that you appreciate, that you love, or that you have feelings for, um, that they're really annoying you right now. Or (laughs) just things like, you know, what you said, like, like I, I was cool. You said this one thing, and that shit pushed me over the edge, and I don't want to see you for, like, three whole days because I have this particular trigger. And you push that button knowingly or not knowingly, but now we can't be friends for three whole days, right? Right. It's difficult to say those things. And I think unless you have learned how to communicate, well or effectively you don't know how to do it um and i think in a lot of our households we don't know how to communicate that way because um we never really saw our parents do that right so like i grew up in a single parent household like so my mom didn't have someone to do that with right so it was just her so who who would she have been communicating with herself like and that would have been a whole (laughs) different kind of weird situation so, you know, I didn't have a basis for understanding how to do that. So learning how to communicate was 
um, something that I definitely learned in couples therapy, but also um, learning him a bit more, learning how he thinks, learning how he operates, um, and learning um, that although it might be really difficult to tell the truth, that it's usually better to tell the truth, even if it hurts the other right. person, than lie to them. Yeah. Because they might not immediately know that you're lying, but they'll be able to figure it out. Right? And then they'll resent you for lying the whole fucking time. Right. Right? Which is not fun. And then that's almost, like, it's really difficult to come back from that. Um, as opposed to just, trying to figure out the best way to tell the truth yeah right um so that's probably like the second thing that i learned and i'll do one more thing that i learned is you know a lot of the conversations that we had they were so difficult right and like we were in new york at the time so you know like we and we were living in queens so um, and, ther- and the therapist was in Manhattan. <laughs> the therapist was in Manhattan. So, like for the first few times, we'd be taking the train back together, pissed the fuck off, not e- not sitting next to each other, not in the same car, not even want to go going, like not even wanting to go back to the same place. Yes. So I think the third thing that I learned was how to disagree with somebody you're in a relationship with, but still. Be- being able to find like a bit of a common ground and to, yeah, we had a really difficult conversation about this one thing, but I still appreciate you for this other thing. All right. All right. Um, so those are my three things. I'm sorry if I took probably a lot of what you're going to say. Yeah, you hear um, a lot of what I was going to say, but go ahead. Cause yeah. <laughs> no, so I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Um, let's see. I guess I can say that I, I learned a lot about myself and that it wasn't just it wasn't just about my needs and my feelings in this relationship. And so a lot of the things that I was communicating, it was it was all first person. And there's nothing wrong with that because that's your point of view. That's your perspective. But when you hear someone else's voice saying in a neutral environment that they feel comfortable to be able to speak and to, to open up and to be themselves. It's like, okay, how do we take this back home to be able to have these conversations in our environment? And I think that that's, that's kind of, I guess, like the, the biggest takeaway that I got from couples therapy was that we were now able to take our space no matter where it was, especially since we moved across the world. <laughs> that we were we were able to take That's our several years later. yeah several years later <laughs> but I'm saying we were able to take it yeah. into our own space and to know how to communicate with one another and to effectively say hey do you have time to talk versus a phone call while you're at work you got something you want to tell me I want to tell you I want to call you back because I'm at work right now like the the fuck oh my <laughs> yo like, I feel like I'm getting PTSD right now because I feel like you used to like fucking carpet bomb me with text messages while I'm at work and you and this is this is actually one thing that came up in couples therapy 
was that you were able to get out all your stuff while I was at work via text message. Um, and by the time I got home, you was fine. Like, you was straight. But not realizing that I was not able to deal with that until I got off of work. Right. So my entire commute home, I'm heated. I'm feeling some kind of way. Yeah. And you're just yeah. like, oh. you're just like, oh, what's wrong with you? I'm just like, yo, you like sent me like, you don't remember that fucking text message that was like mad disrespectful. Not like for me, it was mad disrespectful. For you, it was just how you felt. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, yeah. I mean, it's the proverbial like call at work oh you've got something to say as opposed to be like as opposed to trying to figure out the best time to tell the truth or to ask questions in a way that the other person is actually going to be able to positively respond because if you come at me crazy or if you might not even be coming at me crazy but certainly you're not going to be coming at me crazy from your perspective Right, right. But how I'm receiving it, right? It's all the way crazy, and I'm not gonna. In just my personnel, I'm not. I'm not giving you what you want. Like that's not gonna happen. Right. So we definitely learned how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God. It's like <laughs> it's just things that I haven't the thought about. Back, things you didn't think no, about. Things that I haven't thought about in years. Right. Because they just haven't been a thing in a really long. Um, yeah, I'm sorry for cutting you off. Anything else that you learned? So learning more about yourself and who you are in a relationship, Mm -hmm. I think. That's also true for me as well, like learning who I was. And for me, learning that I can't just shut down so easily. Um, That I actually need to have the conversations, even if I don't feel like yeah, um, because for him, it's important. It, it, it all, and for the relationship, it's important. Right. But for me, <laughs> as a person, it's difficult because I'm just like, oh, fuck that. I'm, I'm not trying to talk to you right now because I'm feeling some kind of way. Right, so. But I don't think that you could actually say that still applies today, though. Because no, 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 that, it doesn't. Yeah. 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 So that's what I'm saying. Like, so if you're saying it that way, I think that it's so that it's not misunderstood that. Correct. You do care, and that you do have an understanding of what's going on, and you're more better in tune with, with just the yes. way things are. You're able to yeah. read the room a lot better than before. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. I guess. No, I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> it wasn't a compliment. I was just, I was trying to clear up what you just said. No, well, I, in the sense of, because <laughs> you're like, oh, well, I, I don't give a fuck about that, and. I'm asking you what no, no, no. if you don't you want to tell me I ain't gonna no, talk so, about no, it. So, not okay, so I think <laughs> to your point, um, you know, when I was talking about my personality type, it was more so back then. And yeah. I think outside of our relationship, to a certain extent, that's very much still me. Yeah. Okay. Right. So like unless you are kind of like in my inner circle of love, I'm just like, yo, I ain't got time for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am not going to make you my burden, like, for real. Like, so, um, like, if you're just some random person. Yeah. But um, for you, for people who are in my inner circle of love, um, I feel like I have a different responsibility for taking care of our relationship. So it's not, it's you, it's my mom, it's my sister, it's my grandmother. It's, like, 
best friend, close relatives. Um, so people that you really care about, you'll take more care with them. Right. Yeah. So thanks for pointing that out. I don't want people to think that I'm just like some trash person that's going around like not giving a fuck about anybody. That's not the case. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which is like, but I think that that's also it. It's important to point it out, but it's also important to point out to people that this isn't a twenty four seven feed. So you're only getting yeah what you're getting in that moment before. This starts after it ends, but you gotta just have that understanding that you're getting a small piece into our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just kind of remember that whenever you're looking at anyone or you're, you're you're admiring anyone's relationship and you're saying that, oh, I wish I had that, or that should be you and I, or hashtag couple goals. It's, you don't know how toxic that relationship could be. You don't know how Beyond healthy that pictures, relationship right, is. Videos, exactly. Yeah. So it's just yeah. take that with the fact that these people are putting forth their best foot and they're wanting to curate this image of themselves. What we've said and what we've been trying to do here, and I think that we've been doing a pretty authentic and good job about it, is that we've just been having conversations that we have on a normal basis you're just privileged to hear it and to see it yeah that's why we call you guys the hashtag the nosy neighbors <laughs> you didn't ask for it but you're kind of like a neighbor a neighbor you're like a neighbor eavesdropping or whatever because uh, that's that's what it is so it's just yeah. just understand that or that's or that's how you should see it, it. it that's how you should see it and yeah. it's actually from our perspective, a positive thing, right? Because we're not trying to be anything other than who we are um, on an ordinary basis. Like this, we're not trying to put on the front, we're not putting on, we're not trying to do any of that. Um, so being the kind of nosy neighbor, you actually get a much deeper insight as into who we are as people, individually, as well as a couple. Um, and the whole spectrum of it, like the whole having our shit together and slurring our words or right. like not having shit to say or like he's sitting all the way over there and I'm sitting all the way over here, but we still kind of record. <laughs> because it's also important to see that, that you can be in a loving, healthy relationship and just not be friends right now. And that shit happen all the time. And the fact okay, that maybe not all the time, it happens sometimes. It doesn't happen that often for me. And I don't think, like, I'm only speaking for myself. I don't know if, like, you feel that way more than I do. <laughs> um, yeah, no. but it's a normal thing. That's, that's, that's what I was trying to say. Okay. And what I want to say is, um, if I can remember my, my point, damn it. Um, uh, fuck. That's it. Yeah. Um, is that just like, you know, you said that it's an authentic view of what a relationship is. You have to understand that a relationship is not supposed to be an echo chamber of reaffirming your thoughts and your feelings. Because, you know, again, it's, it's if there's two people that are alike, then it's one of us is useless. 
<laughs> so yeah. to speak, or whatever. It's like, like literally in this situation, you need to go and be with somebody that's not like you so that you both can grow and learn together. So, and that, that that's just what my thoughts would be if we were too much alike and it was too much of, yeah, I agree with what you said. Yeah, I agree with what you said. Yeah, I agree with what you said. Okay, well, you agree. So what? Like, like what? Do, you're not helping me to grow as a person. You're not helping me to see the faults and my errors. Yeah. It's just. Or just a different perspective. Right? Yeah, yeah, like nobody has to be at fault. It's just like, and this happens all the time. Yeah. Because we, it could be something very random, and we yeah. just see very different ways. I mean, or we we have very different ways of looking at the same thing. Right. And I think that helps us understand each other. It also helps you understand the world a little bit, right? Because you can understand how other people think. Yeah. Because if you think that way. You're not going to be alone, right? Like, so millions right. of other people are also going to think like you and just like, huh, I never considered that. Yeah. Right? And something that I, um, we have, we have something else. No, 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 it's no, nothing on that. And I think because it was a thought that I had that just, no, it's here. Yeah, it, it was kind of just, I guess, like transitioning and just understanding that, like, like social media has made it become a thing of, being normal is not acceptable or being having i don't know how else to say it just i guess if you can take it away from there or whatever but it's just like as what i'm trying to say is that social media has made it seem like that you've got to either be a famous person or you've got to be somebody that's trying to be famous and that you can't just you can't just be a nail technician doing nails in the salon. You've got to be the nail owner. I mean, excuse me, the, the owner of the salon. And everybody's got to be their own boss, which is totally yeah. Everybody's got to be a boss. If you're trying to boss up, I think that's fantastic. Um, but that's not everybody's aspiration, right? And I think that's okay, right? Um, and you, there's nothing wrong for you. I mean, this is sorry. There's nothing wrong with you for one thing. No, I sorry. I, Two thoughts kind of merge. There's nothing wrong with you for wanting um, the kind of security of a city job, a state job, a federal government job, whatever kind of job you got. Like just having a job, right? To where you get a paycheck once a week, every other week, once a month, or however it comes. Um, We rarely see that image, I, I think, and I think we rarely um, see images of the people in the background that make the people in the front happen. They don't happen in a vacuum. They don't happen by themselves, right? right. Um, and those people live normal lives. Like, if you're doing the lighting for uh, photo shoots for either a photographer, a company, or a studio, that's what you want to do. That might be your passion, but you never wanted to be in front of the camera, and that's totally fine. Um, and you shouldn't have to feel as though you need to be something more than what you want to be yourself. Um, and, th- and that's it for me, right? It's just because sometimes I think social media takes, um, to a certain extent, the choice of, they, like, you know, the choice away. Um, from being, quote unquote, a regular person, like I, I see myself like three thousand percent a regular person. 
right? Like I wake up, <laughs> hopefully I go to the gym in the morning, then I go to work and I come home. Um, I'm far too lazy to make dinner on a normal day, so I order food. Um, on a good day, I come home early enough so we can actually talk and we can actually be together for a while. Sometimes I'm not able to come home early enough and I end up staying at work way too late. Uh, and we just eat together and we kind of chat for maybe like an hour and we watch something and we go to bed. And yeah. that's, to me, that's like probably the majority of what people are doing. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's, I think if that's what you want, I think it's totally fine. I think if you're also a person that wants more than that, that's totally fine. But it has to be your choice. Right. And you shouldn't be pushed in one direction or the other. That's my point. Right. And social media makes you feel as though you need to be pushed in one direction. Yeah, you've got to, like, you've, you've got to... Let me, make, let me make sure I say this clearly. It's nothing wrong with aspiring and wanting to have something more. Sorry, y'all got to Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting or, or aspiring to be more than what you are presently. But I do think that it's a problem that social media seems to um, seep into our minds in the way that I've got to be more than what I am. I've got to do more than what I'm doing. And just who I am is not enough. And it's not always the case, especially like, like we've got to just really take and focus on the journey and not the destination. The destination is good to have in your mind and to know where you're going, because if you don't know where you're going, then you just end up anywhere. But I do think that it's important to take some time, breathe, focus, enjoy the moment, just because you won't get back yesterday. And you won't get back next week. No matter how much you try to recreate those moments, just, just enjoy it and live in it. And don't let what someone else's clips and little 15-second blurts of their life or this one picture that they took 35 times just to get right get you fucked up in the head and think that that's reality. And that's because it's not. That's somebody chasing perfection, and it's fine. Fire on air. That that your Wendy Williams do that. That's what you want to do. Just just fire. Just just let one out. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'm back. <laughs> um, so we talked about misperceptions about our relationship. We talked about why we got into couples therapy. What we learned. Um. So what would you, so what advice would you give other individuals or other couples that might not be feeling maybe like 100% in their relationship? Um, how would, do, do, oh, sorry, so do you have any advice in terms of uh, what they can do to help figure it out? Right, so I like I'm not trying to advocate you staying in the relationship or not. Right, but it might be like so. What would your advice be in that situation? It would be first if you're questioning something, that's the time for you to sit down and say we need to talk about this. And I'll go further from that. If you know your partner, if you know the person that you are in this relationship with, 
if it's going to be something that like basically when you you know the person that you're with most times ideally <laughs> so if you know that a handwritten message would work and you're just writing it and you kind of like say hey i got something i want to give to you and you can't like, like i don't know like you just you just know the person if they're the ones that kind of need to sit with it for a minute and then come back to it or if it's the person that you know you can just come right out and bluntly say hey this is what i'm feeling and we need to talk about this yeah but i think that it has to start with the conversation and you just acknowledging it and understand that as long as you communicate and if you keep in your mind that everything i'm saying is coming from a place of love then i don't think you can do any wrong and sometimes that's what it's going to take in the beginning is to just keep reaffirming and keep reassuring that I love you. And so that's why I'm here having this conversation with you. I want this to work. So that's why we're having this conversation. I want to be with you. So that's why I'm having this conversation. I need you to know that you're the one that I still choose to be with. And so that's why I want to have this conversation. I think it's important that you communicate that you haven't given up on the relationship and that's why you are there and want to talk about it. That'd be my advice. What about you? Um, I think my advice would be um, kind of don't maybe be so blase or maybe don't be um, so flippant or disregard. Um, some of the things that you feel yeah. about the relationship because they'll, unless they're addressed, they'll just, it, it'll just get worse, yeah. right? Because it'll be all of the stuff that you don't say, right? And before you know it, that'll be almost like the definition of the relationship on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it'll be so packed full of things that you haven't said to each other. And then it becomes something that you don't even know how to be in anymore because you can't see the positives about this person because you can only see the thing. And you're still holding on to all the stuff that you haven't said. Um, so that would be part of it, but like everybody's not going to have to go to couples therapy, right? Like, but I think what couples therapy did for us was put us in neutral ground, yes. right? And a place to where ultimately we felt safe talk, like telling the truth to one another. Basically with a mediator. Like that can be whatever kind of venue you choose. Um, but try to make sure it happens one way or another. But in a way that's also constructive. Like in a way that's not co confrontational. You know, because that... I can, I can say for us, that wasn't going to work on either one of our sides. <laughs> like, right. We were both going to kind of shut down and get angry and probably like want to verbally fight each other. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that would be, I guess, a bit of my advice. And maybe just the last point is, um, so when you are going through issues in your relationship or you, you feel like you're going through issues, both you feel like you're going through issues, don't know how, and, and, and you don't know how to fix it. Um, 
from my perspective, there's nothing wrong with just asking the question, do we still want to be together? Right? I think we, we asked the question, and we determined that we still wanted to be together. Right. Um, but you can also ask the question and determine that you don't want to be together. And I think that's also okay. Um, because everybody's not, I mean, you know, every couple, every, like, that's why people break up, right? Every couple, every relationship doesn't have to stand the test of time. Um, and don't, yeah, I mean, and, and don't put so much pressure on it. That's what, you know, so come from a positive place, come from a good place. And to your point, to say, we're bringing this up, we're trying to figure it out because I love you, right? right? But if, if at the end of this journey, we realize that we're just better apart, that's okay, right? Right. Um, you don't have to enter couples therapy and automatically expect by the time you exit couples therapy that you're going to be together because there could just be things that you are just not aligned on. I mean, things that are quite simple and things that are quite, um, like something that's going to determine your whole life. Like if you enter couples therapy and you realize that your partner, although they were willing to consider having kids with you, just really doesn't want to have kids. And you really, really want to have kids. Like you've always seen yourself as a parent. Um, that might not be something that you can bridge. Yeah. And that has to be okay. And you can still love each other and also have an understanding that where you both are in your lives right now, you, are, you just can't be together. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that would be difficult. I'm not suggesting that it would be easy, but that's life. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think it would be something that would, that would be easy. And as you said, yes, it would be difficult. I think that it's it's just important, though, that everybody's always talking about wasting their time and saying that they don't have enough time or I ain't got time for this, I ain't got time for that. The reality is, is that if you go into something and if you stick with a relationship and you stick with something that's not beneficial for you and where you want to be in your life, you're wasting more time than what you need to. Yeah. And so, yeah, like if if, yeah. if in the end you do decide and you do come to that conclusion of this isn't working for us and we've got to separate, then at least you found out three years instead of finding out 33 years later. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think we ultimately we're all responsible for ourselves. Yes. Right? So if you... In your individual capacity, decide to compromise on everything. You can't blame the other person for that because it was your decision, ultimately. Um, and it's also your decision to figure out the balance between where your preferences lie versus where the preferences of the couple lie or the preferences of your partner. Okay. Gotcha, okay. Um, so, 
And, and this is also funny, like just thinking back, like, um, like I'm a negotiator, right? I think damn near everything's a negotiation. <laughs> so we would be trying to figure out something to do. Um, and I'm like, all right, like I picked the last thing to do. What do you want to do? He's like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go bowling, or I'm gonna go like see this movie. If I, I might not want to see that movie, or I might not, I might not want to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna try to negotiate with him to try to come to a middle ground. Um, but I think for a while he let me have that until one day he was just like, I hate when you do that. Don't <laughs> ask me what I think if you're just just going to try to convince me to do something else. It's not a question. You know, At that point, you're, you're, it's a statement. This yeah. is what we're doing. So don't ask me if you're saying, hey, would you like to go here or here? But, but I've already made up my mind. I want to go here. But the thing for me is just that I'm ready for the pushback. Like, so if you if you just say, if, if I put the decision in your court and you are not up for negotiation, and if you just say 100%, this is what I want to do, and this will this will be doing today. I'm like, all right. Like, but for me, unless you say it that definitively, I think it's open for discussion, right? And it's just so in this example, you might have compromised one, two, three times, but by the fourth time, you're like, I'm not trying to compromise no more. This is what I want. Yeah. And that was so important for you to be able to tell me that yeah. so I know where you stand yes and you know and, it, and I wasn't trying to negotiate with you because I didn't value your input or your decision making it was that's just my personality it's just like, right. that's just who I am as a person so like it's a it's a maybe a lighter kind of example but the base of the root of that for me is essentially if you compromise that one, two, three times and you continue for the rest of our relationship doing that, you can't blame me. Yeah. But when you did not compromise that fourth time. Yeah. And that was exactly why. And you that, that brought it to why, me. Yeah. yeah. And you brought it to me. And if I don't check myself, now it's my fault. Mm-hmm. Right? It's no longer your fault. But right. you never say anything. And you're just like, oh, it'll get better. Or, oh, things will change. He or she or they will get better. And they never do. And if you never actually raise any of your concerns with the other person, yeah, what kind of basis do you have to request change? Like five years or two, three, four years down the line, when you've been doing it for so long and the other person is thinking, oh, you, you like this, right? You like me eating your pussy this way. And it's just like, no, I never liked it, but I never wanted to say anything. So that's just like a bad kiss or whatever. If yeah. You, oh, God. If a you, bad don't, kiss ever, you yeah. don't ever say that, hey, the way that you kiss is horrible. Yeah. They're going to go on kissing everybody like that for the rest of their lives because nobody's got the balls it's like to a tell them, hey, humanity. you know what? You the are, balls are the ovaries or yeah, yeah. something else. You ain't got. <laughs> you don't have the tact to tell me. That's what we, we're gonna re, we're gonna replace balls with tact. Correct. Let's make it gender neutral. Let's make like that. Yes. Real. You don't have the tact to tell me that I'm a horrible kisser, and so I'm thinking that I'm okay with what I'm doing. And I just think that 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 we can elaborate that onto anything else. 
I'm a bad, I'm bad at blank. Tell me that. Yeah. And so I think that you're doing. That might, that might be a delicate way of telling the person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying be blunt or whatever, <laughs> but I'm saying that you uh, owe it to that person. And you owe it to yourself. And yourself, if you want to be fulfilled with whatever it is you're looking for. Correct. To say that you're not doing this right and I need you to do it this way. You can't just miraculously expect that this person is going to stop giving you suggestive questioning, already <laughs> already knowing what we're going to do type of question. Okay. Right. But you know something that's funny or whatever about this conversation is that it's making me crave the Popeyes that we had in Queens Village. Oh, God. Don't, don't, oh, God, you know that was some good, that was... I don't know what they was doing back there in that society that kitchen, but whenever I went up in there, they always had to take a minute to cook my tenders. But them tenders came out like. All right, so I'm not. All right, so go ahead. I'm, I'm not old god and Popeyes. I, I do like Popeyes. I'm just old god in Queens Village, and it is no shade to anybody that lives in Queens Village. It's just I didn't have the best experience there, so I don't either. Yeah, but I know the fact that. I mean, it's, that yes. But it, it, it's the thing, I guess, what people like think about and they look at their what we were and what we are now type of thing. Yeah. I really do. And I, I enjoy our struggle experiences. I, <laughs> I really look back. No, 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 no. no. Not like I, I go back. I know, I, I know, I know. Yeah, I'm not. But I think that they have definitely helped make us who we are today. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Individually, especially, and in our relationships. Because it's one thing that, again, just goes back to what social media and everything like tries to reinforce. Not everybody should be dropping a freestyle about pulling up in the back of a Maybach when I know that you don't even have money to get on the subway most of the time. Not saying I'm not taking shots. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're, you're I, talking I, about I, the discrepancy. Yes, in terms and, of and what your real life versus is versus fantasy. what you, yeah, for sure, yeah. And so, and I that think could that, be across the board yeah. with anything. So it's just annoying. I, I I really would like to hear a rapper talk about the fact, especially being a songwriter and knowing what the type of payouts are. I'd like to hear a rapper talk about the fact that he just upgraded from his Civic to a damn Maxima. I don't want to hear you talking about you woke up in a new Bugatti or whatever, yeah. when I know the reality is, is that, you know what? You are living in a house that your label is running for you. Yeah. Like, even if your name is on all the stuff or whatever, reality is, is that you're getting this because of your deal with the label. And the money that they're giving you right now while you're hot. Yeah. Yeah. But back yeah. on to us. Go ahead. <laughs> What's our next one? You got you got something else you want to add on this? I um, no, I, I don't have anything else I want to add. Um, but maybe just a final message. And I think we've been hitting on it like throughout the segment. Um, Communicate. But, but I, no, I mean, I also want to end on this message is um don't undervalue your feelings right so basically if you are feeling some kind of way in your relationship and even if it's just you try to figure it out yeah so don't put it on the back burner don't think things are just going to miraculously um get better and mm-hmm. although you might not have to go to couples therapy, but you owe it to yourself to figure it out. And 
if you go through the process with your partner trying to figure it out and if you end up together stronger together that's great and if you go through the process with your partner trying to figure it out and if you end up separated that's also great but just make sure you do the work to try to figure it out and um and i think that's probably the biggest thing that you know right is that you have to do the work um you owe it to yourself you owe it to the other person um to not waste each other's time right like so if you're really just not feeling it speak up speak up try to figure it out and if you're still through, like i said through the process you're still not feeling it that's all right but before we end hold on okay nothing happens without effort so if you want change make the effort to go about getting that change get that bag no i'm good <laughs> Get that Sorry. Bag. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to end this segment doing what we used to do in couples therapy. So like I said earlier, we used, we used to have a, good one. I know a lot of really difficult conversations. So we always ended our sessions saying something positive about the other person. Yes, so yes. since I introduced this, I'll make you go first. I, all, I mean, I have a probably a thousand positive things I can say about you, but I just didn't, I don't have one right now. So I'll let you go first. <laughs> As I'm covering my face, because I got a thousand positive things to say about you, but I ain't got none right now. Oh, shit. You think it's not like we just have a lovely day together? No, um, let's see. Uh, even more better. Even more better? Something should be on the front of your mind. Handsome. What's on the front of my mind is just the fact that I was able to spend to stay with you and to look into your eyes and to just see <laughs> and just to, to just see the the well-rested man, the 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 <laughs> liveliness of the vivacious of like I got a good night's rest and somebody wasn't well, kicking but, me all night. No, no, no. Well, that, that, okay, all right, I'm, all right. But I'm, I'm not I'm not letting that be my thing. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah, that. Yeah. But um, okay. I think uh, and I think. Stop saying that. I think, I think, I think. Anything that comes out of my mouth is definitely coming from my brain. So I thought it. Maybe you could take that as a little people tidbit too. Like if you're one of those people to say, I think, I think, I think, or I feel, just leave that part out. But um, you are such an amazing person in the sense that you really, really, really are patient. You are loving. You really <laughs> just, you balance out my, uh, like, like, it's like the, it's, it's always like a push and pull type of situation. But whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed or whatever, in crowds or whatever, you kind of know how to just, not in a way to be like, oh, okay, well, you're entitled to feel that way, but it's just like a, yeah, I get it that this is this is no. this this is tough, and, and yes, there's a lot of people in the mall that don't know where the hell they're going or what they're doing, and they're just in your way and everything. But guess what? They're getting to me too, and so you're not in this by yourself, <laughs> and, and we're in this together. Yeah. So it's like like just not feeling abandoned. You never make me feel like I'm by myself. You never make me feel like I'm by myself, and I can 
really appreciate that it's us. What about you? Um, I guess similarly, but through a different lens. I mean, I I do appreciate I do appreciate you for your capacity to love so much and so hard. Um, and for me, sometimes it just feels so foreign um, because although like, I grew up in a family and a household, like we all love each other. That I know 3,000%. Um, but it wasn't kind of lovey-dovey. And you're not necessarily always lovey-dovey, but uh, quite often you just make these overtures, right? Um, and it's kind of impressive and scary to me all at the same time because that's just not my impulse. <laughs> I mean, so I, I, I appreciate and I love you for that. And um, I think it balances some of, I guess, my callousness, right? <laughs> um, and all, like 10 years later, I'm a hell of a lot less callous than I was before. You're here to that, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think for both of us, we're just very different people. And I think being in each other's lives has enabled that to happen. I don't think that we would have been where we are now as people, for better or worse, whatever. I mean, you, you won't know until we're like close to death if it was for good or bad, right? But um, irrespective of that, we're just very different now yeah. as individuals. Um, and I do appreciate you and I love you for being able to balance those parts with me and to be um, able to, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll keep it at that. I think I said everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So this has been another episode of the His and His Show. I'm Rob. I'm CJ. Deuces. I'm about to smash this right now. <laughs> and I'm going to let it happen, too. <laughs> oh, God. Lucy. That's also me. I can say something obscenely sexually explicit and then, like, cringe a moment later. It's happened a lot. Just just in the past day. day. Like, it's like, he will say some stuff that's just like, Oh yeah, I'm liking that. And he'd be like, "Oh, did I really just say that?" Like, yeah, you just said it. Down it with it. What's up? Let's do this. Like, no, it just feels like I feel like we should like do a whole segment on like when woke goes bad, like when like your whole like your whole kind of like cultural and whatever, like not not necessarily culture, but your whole like sensitivity bag, right, runs rampant. Yes, and you're just like, "Look, I just objectified you. That's bad, right?" So it's just like, "Oh, I'm feeling it." Like. Yeah, do whatever, right? Um, you're just like, oh no, I can't say that because now I'm just, I'm making you an object. And I'm but not I'm not objectified if I'm here for if I'm here for it. I'm not objectified. I know, right? But it's it's <laughs> it's only when you don't want it when you feel objectified. I, no, I know that's the reality, right? But that's when I like that's when like being woke runs rampant, right? Because you can't help the fact that you're feeling bad 
for perceived objectification, even if the other person doesn't feel objectified. No, baby. All right. Anyway, this is the real ending. I'm Rob. He's CJ. This is the His and His Show. Juices, we're signing off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Juices, people. <laughs>